I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the line. Remember when my bacon went through the vegan sugar-free phase? Yeah. Well, I was lucky to survive it. Must have lost 12 pounds. I'm going to burn your heart in a fire! Welcome to episode 41 of the Watching It podcast. On today's show, what we've been watching, more time loop stuff, Robert's Afraid of Heights, News, Snowpiercer, WandaVision, and more. I'm Robert, and with me is Donnell. How you doing today, Donnell? I'm doing pretty good, Robert. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just to let everybody know, we're going to be breaking things up into two parts, because, uh, I mean, if you're on this podcast, you've watched the shows, and you know that WandaVision's uh, ending was quite interesting um and we just feel like that deserves its own kind of segment um so if you're interested in just jumping straight to wandavision go ahead and jump to the next episode um but if not and you're sticking around we're gonna just cover what we've been watching right robert yeah yeah let's get right back into it you've been watching anything at all uh, at all donnell it's 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 been pretty pretty much the norm for donnell these days uh like i brought up last week i'm watching hell's kitchen watching another episode of that um, nothing to report there. It wasn't anything spectacular. Um, but then also, like, the main thing I'm watching is a lot of my, what I would call my comfort food shows. Okay. Just, you know, things that I don't have to think about, and they're easy to put in the background, and I can, you know, just turn my brain off. So that's been a lot of uh, Futurama, uh, American Dad. Um, I've been watching a lot still of wrestling clips. Don't know why. It's hey, weird. Hey, it's, sometimes it's just a, you just get into a, a phase. Exactly. And you, do, you know. And then also, my, my, my secret passing or not secret passing but it's something i've always watched and will continue to always watch and listen to podcasts on is a lot of true crime stuff just okay. listening about people killing people all i get the burned time. out on that i do too eventually but right now i'm not there yet but yeah i know i've just been so much and it's just i don't know and sometimes what concerns me is like you listen to a lot of murder <laughs> yeah you know what you know what i really want um i would really like another um like chernobyl Mm. level show like just a really high budget really well done kind of like retelling of history yeah yeah you know uh, i also like waco was really good yeah that was um that's more focused on like an event so you know? i mean this is on, on the spot but what event would you like to see Ooh, that's a good question mm -hmm. <laughs> Robert is doing his pinto stare off to the side for everyone. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure we're going to okay. get it. I just thought All right, I got another. I was there. really trying to think of something. You'll just have to cut it out. <laughs> now, what would no, see, say? now I've got to think of something. <laughs> we can circle back around to it. <laughs> what about you, Robert? What have you been watching? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of stuff. Okay. Um. So I watched Boss Level. All right. Yeah. yeah um, so this, this is a, a time loop. Mm -hmm. situation um it stars frank, frank. grillo mm -hmm. which is uh to tie into the avengers universe he plays uh rumlow yep, yep um also he he i don't think they ever called him it but he ends up turning into a villain called crossbones yeah yeah um, he is he is credited as crossbones but no one calls him it ever at any point yeah this guy <laughs> sees he frank grillo is getting a lot more work and I'm starting to. At first, I was like, "Oh, well, he's just another another meathead, mm -hmm. you know, in the background character." But he's starting to get 
you know, big roles and starring roles, and he's doing pretty good with it. He did a, he played a, the role of an uh, just an artist in New York in in mm. Billions. Okay. Um, and just yeah, stuff that I see him in, I'm just starting to think like, yeah, he's actually a pretty good actor, and he's got a pretty good range. Um, nice. in this movie, he plays just kind of a meathead guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's stuck in a time loop. Think John Wick meets Palm Springs. <laughs> like he's been cool. in the loop for a while. Yeah. People are trying to kill him like crazy. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's not a perfect movie. Um, a lot of it, what I've been watching this week is not perfect movies, yeah. but good stuff. It's really fun and definitely worth watching. I won't give too much of it away. Um, but uh, just, just a good action movie that's got a time loop aspect is, is to it, it. Is it too much to give away who, who stars across from him? Uh, no, it doesn't. But I wouldn't say that he stars across oh, from him. Oh, okay. He's almost a minor character. Oh, wow. Um, and now I've forgotten the name. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. There we go. <laughs> like, there we go. I don't know. I'm uh, focused on all these other names for all yeah. this other stuff that I got. But <laughs> if you're, uh, but Mel Mel Gibson is it? He does mm-hmm. play an important role. Okay. But he's only in the movie for like five minutes. Oh wow! Really? Like he's, trailer kind of made it seem like he was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really it's really odd. I think they were trying to just sell it more. But he's really almost not an important character mm. that he plays. Um, it's definitely a Frank Grillo movie all through yeah. and through, which yeah. I think I think this is his first like really big read, leading like role. Solo alley, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he did pretty good. Um, I watched I Care a Lot. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? It How is. Was that? I, that's it, on my list of things to watch. It actually. is a really good story. Mm-hmm. It is well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Peter Dinklage a... did a fantastic job. Yeah, and there is some piece of magic that is missing from it mm. that would make it a timeless classic. I okay. don't know what that magic is because yeah. I mean, it really is well shot. It's a really, really good encapsulated story that doesn't wander around very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, just all the elements are there, but something's missing. Like you just, I, I was listening to the, uh, I can't think. I, this is the worst day ever. I can't right. think of anything. Um, another podcast that watches movies, Film Sack. Okay. Film Sack, and they were talking about it, and they basically have the same feeling I have, is that you watch it and you just go, this could be better. Yeah. Like, this could be great. It's really good, but it could be great, and yeah. you don't know why you don't know or what's, what's missing, missing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's a really good movie worth watching. Um, uh, the slime anime, that time mm-hmm. I got turned into a mm-hmm. slime is really heating up and getting interesting. Okay. Like this season is pretty good. You know, I I like the previous seasons as well, yeah, but it, yeah. it's really kind of getting more complex. Interesting. So you kind of got he he built his city, right? Yeah. Well, now like they're getting so big that they're starting to make the other, you know, nations angry and yeah. it's getting weird and it's like now they're affecting trade of other nations, so they're like <laughs> trying to uh They've got like a religious order that's saying that all monsters must die when really they're just trying to wipe them out. So they stop messing with their taxes on their trade routes. And it's like, it's really interesting. It is really interesting. And he's, he's making, of course, more powerful allies all over the place yeah. and enemies and whatnot. And I don't know. I, I don't know why I like this anime so much. It's a good, no, I it mean, is it's a good a anime. Good anime. It's a different anime. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's it's like, and not the exact same because i do think uh the time i turn myself into slime takes itself slightly more seriously not much but slightly more seriously but it's in the same vein and i think it's just refreshing because it's 
they make fun of the tropes also, but in the same vein of uh, One Punch Man, where the character, the main character is by all rights essentially a god so it's like the confrontations that they run into aren't aren't like oh my gosh how's he going to get out of this it's more of like how's he going to do this like so we can in an entertain more i don't know it's, it's it's a different kind of anime most animes it's about the you know you're watching it about the, the that struggle you know yeah. as they, they they strive to become stronger or overcome that next dude and these characters are already like no it, there's no struggle yeah <laughs> we're for, already for, there for those that don't know it's the, the anime is called that time i got reincarnated as a slime and it's basically a guy who lives in the modern world. He dies. He gets reincarnated as a slime mm-hmm. monster in this in this other planet, world, place, dimension. And he he one of his main powers is he he can learn to use other things' powers, and he just very quickly, very rapidly becomes overpowered. Overpowered, right? and of course, it's a very like almost not really Bronze Age, maybe. Yeah, um, a little bit, but definitely yeah. not industrialized society. Mm-hmm. But he's from a world the from the modern world with yeah. the high tech stuff, and he's he's like, oh, well, we're gonna build a city, and we're gonna we're gonna put all these like political ideas and advanced stuff that he knows yeah. kind of into it. They don't really like build computers or anything, but he's 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 like kind of just shepherding the all the monster races, you know, that have just been living in caves mm-hmm. and in the woods and stuff and the being slaughtered by humans. Like creating a <laughs> creating a monster nation. It's really interesting. Um so yeah, I'm really excited to see how that how the season ends and hopefully they'll make another one. Yeah. Um and and finally I watched another anime. Okay. Instantly top ten. Instantly top ten. On my list of animes every person who watches anime should watch. What is this anime? Patima Inverted. Hmm. Now, we watched a trailer for this. Did we? So this is where it showed, like, some people walking on the ceiling and some people walking on the ground. I did not remember this one. All right. All right. Well, it was just one day when we were watching a bunch, yeah, of, a yeah. bunch of trailers. So the premise is, is that there are kind of two societies of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, one lives on the surface you know, with and, and everything. And then there's another group that lives underground. And the ones that live underground have their gravity inverted. Okay. So if if one were to go the other, they would be walking on the ceiling. Yeah. And I don't, like, no, uh, Christopher Nolan, eat your heart out. He only wishes he could play with your sense of, like, um, the vertigo like this does okay absolutely beautiful to begin with yeah um just amazing the way that they i, I say shot it but it's all animated yeah. right but just how it it just messes with your mind of different shoot showing looking at everything from different angles and stuff like that and then i've never had this amount of emotional response to an anime okay wow like the like you you were generally like i gasp multiple times like just in in fear and terror for the characters of someone i mean to give you an idea you get a character who's like in the middle of a field in a shed standing on the ceiling of the shed looks out the door and what's below her the sky yeah like she's just in a place where like yeah, if she walks off this off this, Walk this, this ceiling, she just falls into the sky forever, <laughs> and they just play with that the whole time, and it's just it's just amazing. Interesting. Um, it's not perfect. 
Yeah. The, there's a villain in it who's kind of one dimensional and almost hokey and been done. Um, the dialogue really isn't great. Honestly, I would almost like, I wish that they just made this movie without any dialogue at all. Yeah. And just like put awesome music, which it has really good music to begin with. Um, so is this, is this a anime movie? It or is a movie. A series? It okay. is a movie. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just so good. It's okay. just, it's really, it's, it's not perfect. Like I said, yeah. Um, there are bad things about it. A lot of things that I would like to, that could have been fixed, but man, just, just the way that it plays with your mind and plays with your emotions, you know, with, with, you know, you just don't think about it. Like yeah. what if gravity reversed and you just fell into the sky all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know? Like, oh, so good. So good. So that's uh, Patima Inverted. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I got. All righty. So let us dive into a little news. And I understand that this week, Robert, you actually have some news for us. I do have some news. I don't know how much of the news it is, but uh, Kate Mulgrew is returning to Star Trek. Oh. She is going to voice a character in the animated Star Trek series, Prodigy. Prodigy. So this is this is hmm. kind of a more kids, young teen okay. uh, Star Trek show that's going to be focused on children in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, but I thought that was really no, interesting that, that, that she's, she's going to make a return. That is awesome. No. For those that don't know the name, Kate Mulgrew pays uh, Captain Janeway yes. in Voyager. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of there's only so many you can pick from, but still, one of my favorite captains. I enjoyed me some Captain Janeway. I do. I like that she's yeah. uh, she's sassy. I like the moments where she's just like she just throws her arms up, like I can't work with these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have two. Well, I have technically it's it's four news stories, but it's really two because of three of these news stories are all based around one person. So we're gonna first jump into what I'm calling Robert's news. Oh, because. Uh, so the boys season three is turned out to be just a supernatural reunion. Okay, so a supernatural. As, oh yeah, yeah. As yeah, you yeah. already know, that one of the writers on the boys was a writer yep. of Supernatural. Yep. We have um, what's his name? Uh, where is it at? Uh, Jensen Ackles mm-hmm. is joining the cast. Um, and then we also got word that there there's rumors and it sounds like there's talks for um, crap. Now I can't remember what his name. Jeff Jeffrey Dean. Or uh, crap, uh, the, he plays Negan in The Walking Dead. Okay, and I remember yep, yep, you yep. said that he was in The Boys. Yep, that he he's on. Well, now it has been announced that there are two more writers from uh, Supernatural, or no, three. Sorry, uh, Meredith Glenn, David Reed, and Jim Michaels will all be joining The Boys for the se- uh, third season. Um, and so uh, that's basically. Oh, and then they also have former director Peter. I have no idea how to say this last name. Spell it. S G R I C C I A. I got nothing. Yep. <laughs> and then also compose. Okay, yeah. This is just. This is just the the guy from the bo- or from Supernatural that you said was originally on the voice is just bringing everybody over because they yeah. also have composer Christopher Linert who is also joining it. So and these are all people who are. Uh, part of Supernatural, so it's it, apparently he yeah. just is ringing up everybody now that Supernatural's over. Like, hey, you guys want to want to come over to the boys, and everybody's just coming on over. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because on one hand it could be good because then you you, you know these are obviously people that he enjoys working with. Yeah, and they've worked together before, and they, and they, and probably mesh well. But at the same time, like, is it going to start feeling supernaturally? <laughs> because that's not what the boys should feel like. No, no, it should not. Um, but. I just find it interesting that uh, 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of supernatural coming over to the boys. Yeah, I'm waiting for Walker to fail and for that actor to, <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> to show up. Yeah, yeah. So the other news is all Deadpool related. Okay. Um. So and two of the stories is just it's weird to see these are both came out the same week, and it's so one is, uh, where is it? Yeah. So the first story that came out this week, the headline is. Ryan Reynolds reportedly very impressed with Marvel's ideas for Deadpool three. Nice. So it sounds like you know he that things are working out. Um, he's he's a lot of talk about how he's really impressed with how Kevin Fergie wants to incorporate Deadpool into the wider uh, MCU and all that stuff. But anyways, just really covering the headline because the ne- next headline that came out later this week by about two days is Ryan Reynolds reportedly uh, uh reportedly unhappy with Disney's censorship of Deadpool three. <laughs> I'm just like. Well, what is it? <laughs> and then another one a story that came out the next day, basically on the same thing. Just the headline is a little bit more. Uh, more is Ryan Reynolds furious with Disney doesn't want anything to do with them. Huh. And so I'm just like, uh, but but in the stories about uh, his upset with uh, Disney, it is made very adamant or very clear that it's Disney he's upset with, not Marvel and gotcha. Kevin Fergie. So it might be a case of he is like I said, he is liking what kevin fergie wants to do but maybe disney is trying to uh hamstring they're probably holding back a lot of the jokes and yeah. the, the the gore mm-hmm. and stuff like that which is important to yeah Deadpool. it is and like they already got i mean kevin fergie already said it ryan Reynolds said it that it's going to be a rated r movie but are they trying are they still trying to neuter it to make it you know, yeah. rated r but still i mean you can make a logan mm-hmm. like logan is definitely is rated r yeah but it's not it's deadpool, not deadpool rated r exactly you know? it's there's some difference so that's it and so the last bit of news, and this is something I can't remember if it was me and you who were talking about this, or me and one of my other friends, but we were talking about, uh, and I don't know if this, this is a rumor, and I'd love for it to be true, because one is, I, I, me and my friend, whether that friend is me and you, or me and another friend, we called it, is a uh, rumor, as now that Stan Lee has passed, which, you know, rest in peace, Stan Lee, mm-hmm. um, you know, people always talk about, you know, we're going to miss out on that Stan Lee cameo. Well, I remember talking with somebody, and it might have been you, that's like, who needs to replace Stan Lee? is Ryan Reynolds, but playing <laughs> Deadpool, and Deadpool needs to start having cameos in the MCU, all the other movies, because since he can break the fourth wall anyways, yeah, yeah. just having him pop up, and we even, I joked about, it'd be even funnier if it was Deadpool pretending to be Stanley, and everyone knows he's not, but he won't give up, <laughs> like, give up the joke, um... But yeah, so reportedly, uh, that's exactly uh, what it was. Ryan Reynolds is uh, reportedly in talks to start doing cameos as Deadpool in movies. Interesting. <laughs> and okay. I, I okay. was like, you know, the one character who could do it and I'd be okay with is Deadpool. So yeah, I, I think... yeah, I guess it'd be really weird if they like CGI'd, uh, you the, know, no, uh, no CGI and Stanley into yeah, movies. No, I don't know. No, Mm-mm. I love that man. I love that man. But. He, he, he's passed. It's sad, but let's just let him rest. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all right, that is all the news I have. Well, let's talk about some Snowpiercer. Let's talk about some Snowpiercer. We did not get any resolution to that. They, no. they, are, they are not doing well. They love With, with just... how they're they're dropping, they're, they're ending these with cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, but we're not going to show you this. And even today. this episode, they do it again. Yeah. And you know we're not going to be back. With no, because, okay. Episode. So so jump, jumping to the end, we get the cliffhanger that the train passes by. Mm-hmm. And obviously some stuff has gone down on yeah, the train. Yeah, something's going on. Because it, it just blows fire. past. Yeah, like we're it, I I obviously the next episode is going to be what happened that led up to mm-hmm. that, and then the next episode is going to be Melody like spending 
a month or some yeah, amount like, of yeah, time. Like, how and, are they going to get back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just so going crazy. <laughs> first thing I wrote down, and I did multiple scenes at this during this episode, and you've brought this up before, but the external shots in mm-hmm, this show mm-hmm. are fantastic. Yeah. This oh, that opening scene going over the mountains yeah. and the snow. I was just like, damn. And I, I really want to. I wonder where they shot this because, like, they they. They since they had the scene where she's out there in this on the snowmobile, it's like yeah, did they go out did, there. Did they go drop her off on yeah. a mountain? Well, somebody, maybe not, probably not yeah, her. Probably not her. <laughs> probably some dude. I don't like think Steve. I don't think they had Jennifer Conley drop off on a, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on, a, on the top of a mountain <laughs> and carry a sled <laughs> through the snow. <laughs> they probably had to pay way too much for that. Yeah. Um, but, so I I tell you what I noticed at first is she did a little monologue. Hmm. And then it ended. I was and there. I was like, I was like, oh, they didn't do yeah. the train count. They didn't do the train count. I'm like, okay, 100%. that makes sense because they're yeah. not on the train. And then it's like, okay, okay, okay. And then she does another monologue. Yeah. It drops the train count I on know. there. And I'm like, oh uh, no, Donnell. I oh, thought no. we I thought this episode, I was like, yeah, she's not on the train. She can't do the train count. Which, I, I thought they might do something dumb like at, you know, you know blah blah research uh facility one room large so i thought there was gonna be some crazy <laughs> stupidity like that where i just be like that's it i'm done with no, snow she piercer could be, she'd be like dra- dragging this sled through through the snow one sled long <laughs> three three sleds long or something. yeah oh man um so yeah we we started this episode out uh like i said with melody it's obviously we stepped back in time a little bit from because it's another episode we had just released the 11th balloon um and then when we get to melody she hasn't even made it there so we step back to see exactly what happened with her mm-hmm. um one thing is so her sled gets cut, caught in the in the snow and so then she just d- detaches one of the sleds drags it all the way there her battery's ticking down she's yep. at like 10 percent, eight percent she's breaking in she gets in there and then when she gets inside the inside the facility she stops and plugs her suit in to the battery she was dragging with her. Yeah. And the only thing I think is like, could you not have, like, I get you want to have the suspense for the show, but like, could you not have, you're dragging the battery. So you already have the battery yeah. not, and the battery is charged. Could you not have just yeah. plugged in your suit yeah. while you were dragging it across the snow? Yeah. Yeah. Like you almost died <laughs> and you had the thing that could save you with you the whole time. <laughs> I feel like it was a little too easy for her to get in there. Yeah. Like that's what that I'm door would have been frozen been, yeah. shut. I was like, you would have been chipping away. Like, yeah. I was like, it's way too uh, simple to get into this And, place. and while, while she's getting in, she finds a dead body. And the first thing I think is like, she's going to eat that body. <laughs> she's going she go cannibal. Now, that didn't happen this episode. No. She decided in, instead to exterminate the last living rats Here, on the my planet. Question. Here's my question, though, Robert. Because he kept going out to that body and chipping mm-hmm. off pieces of it yep. to catch the rats. So if you eat something that ate human, is that still cannibalism? No, <laughs> no, because it doesn't really. I don't know how much of the human it gets to eat. Yeah, but true. I assume that you're not going to eat the rat's stomach. Yeah, I guess you don't reuse, you don't eat stomachs unless you're eating haggis. But yeah, have you ever had haggis? I want to say I have. Okay, I went to Scotland. Yeah, and Ireland. Yeah, I don't remember which country that comes Scotland. from. Scotland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think my grandfather had me eat it. Mm-hmm. I seem to think it was that, or it was hummus. I get them confused, and they're two drastic. Yeah, I was about to say they're not even <laughs> close. Um, no, when I went to Scotland, I, I just my friend had went before me, and he had some. I was like, "You gotta have some," and so I had some haggis, and actually, not bad. I, yeah, it was pretty good. I, yeah. I, I got a, it was an interesting bacon wrapped duck breast with the haggis inside of it. Interesting, interesting. So, it's so that's like good. they do it in like the sheep's stomach, and then they like mm-hmm. bury it in the ground or something. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. 
Now, I'll tell you what I know, what I've heard is really bad is whatever that equivalent dish is in Iceland. Mm-hmm. There's like some kind of fish dish where they like bury it in the ground for like a year or something yeah. like that. And everyone I've heard of that has tried that is like disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So we get a lot of flashbacks this episode. Yeah. A lot a lot of what what was happening leading up to the launching of the train mm-hmm. and the launching of the Which train. Which I liked, actually. It was interesting. And it, 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 it cleared up a lot of the questions I had. Um, which we can get to in a little bit, but yeah, I, I, the flashbooks did help. And something also like once again, we don't know where the show and the movie fall in line. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to be related in any way, shape, or form, or not. But even if not, it is interesting because like when you get into the movie, like things are just set. You know that that this is human. Everyone's on the train, and this is just how life is. And I think that the show is giving us just a little bit more. Uh, you know, how did we get to this circumstance? Oh, we did it when we tried to correct the damage we did to the Earth and stuff. And we overcorrected, and now we have an ice age. And then, you know, how did the train get brought about as like an idea for saving humanity? Like all that stuff is like these are answers that we're getting from the show that I yeah. recognize. Um, one thing I actually I had to put right down is like you said, we found that dead body, and then right after that, she like turns and there's like a, a switch rack. Me and Robert, we work in IT, yep, as we yep. said. And it's one of the things that reminds us, like, oh, yeah, Snowpiercer isn't shot in the far future. Because yep. that switch rack looked very much like the same switch rack we have in our, yep, our room. Yep. I was like, oh, I could work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I always kind of took it as they the, the, the world went went to hell about tw- between 2020 and 2030. Yeah, yeah. And then that's that's when uh, when when, you know. We jump into the future where they've been on the train for several years. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got a, a number of grievances with this whole flashback situation. Okay, let's, let's talk. Because about I always, that. I always thought that maybe like Wilford was like off-site somewhere. Yeah, like no, he's right next to the train. See, can he not just jump on this train? So you're jumping to the final flashback. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I actually, I did, I had that same issue of a couple things. Is with that scene is one is why because Wilford is a very much he's a, he's and we've seen it in so far in the episodes and we even see it in this episode he's very much a man about power and control yep. and order. That's that's those are his things. And I'm like, if you're in that position, why did he? feel the need like he's all about power control and dictating what people do why did he feel the need to go down and get off the train yeah to help his security force keep people off the train i'm like no wilford's the kind of guy who's yep. gonna dictate this yep. so the fact that he even is off the train made no sense to me because i'm like wilford's the kind of guy who's like no you go take care of those and also the fact that and they didn't you do hear on the radio that he got separated from the dude so that explains why but that the guy he was with the main i mean he's dead now but the main jackboot dude Made it on the train. Yeah. But Wilford did it. Like, I get they got separated. But I'm like, why was he even down there to begin with? Why was Wilford off? Like, it made more sense. Because that's the thing is, I always was wondering, how did Melody, while it, it, like, how did Melody get everybody on board the train, who was supposed to be on the train, get all the staff on the train and on board and stuff with Wilford not being there? And so seeing that he was there and had just stepped off the train made more sense to me. Because, like, that was the thing that I always had questions. Like, how did everybody see, get everybody on the train with Wilford not being there and make them believe that Wilford was there if he was off-site yeah. somewhere, you know, yeah. 30 miles away? And so seeing that, oh, he originally was there and everyone saw him on the train and most people didn't see him get off the train. Okay, now it makes a little gotcha, bit of sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, fair But enough, fair it enough. also brings up more holes because I also feel like more people would also know that Wilford, what, like, his main jackboot dude knows they got separated. Yeah. Why was he... Not surprised when suddenly Wilford's making PA calls over the system. Like, yep. I literally saw Wilford. We got separated, 
and and now he's back on the train. But I have, and then that's the thing I put down is like it's really, really, really like it's such. And a it's weak... out. Of, it's out of character too. Yeah, because this is not a guy who's just gonna hole up as, as a recluse Exa- at the front. That's of the what I'm saying. Is it's very he built a whole car bizarre, like with a brothel on a Wilfred. Yeah. Like people would believe for set like maybe a year or you might get with it, but for seven years you yep. convince everybody that Wilfred is just so dedicated to his work yep. that he hasn't even come out once to grab a snack. Yeah, it's like I'm just like, also who are these people also that you've got on the on the train the love of his yeah. life and he's not gonna he find some way to, to visit with her. Like you never see her go up front to the train to go see him. Like yeah, just yeah, like that. It's like I said. It answered questions, but it also poked poked more more <laughs> holes in things. Because I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I was I was not a fan of how fast that train took off." Mm-hmm. So so they say the train is ten miles long. Is what he said. Yeah, he said ten miles long and mm-hmm. three thousand people. Mm-hmm. If it's a thousand ish cars, then that's you know I they, I think she said like about twenty one people per car. Yeah, was how it was, and I guess the rest of the cars are to to growing food to house you know style. growing food and stuff like that. That I've seen a train take off. Yeah, it I, takes to get up to speed. A it's, long it's a, time to I get mean, up to that speed. So jumping back to earlier uh, flashback though is uh, just a few things that stood out is when they're because one thing is finding out that Snowpiercer was not originally built to be some world saving train. No, no, it, it was, was just Wilford yeah. making some entertainment train to drive around in. Um, but one of the lines that they said, and I want more about this because it just it, it is he's like. Uh, my our ter- uh, my eternal something about the etern- what was it something about the eternal engine and then M- Melody specifically says depends on how you define eternal yeah like, what, the f- what does that mean well I thought like, I thought in a previous I think last season where the train was not designed to last that long mm-hmm. it was supposed to just be an end of the world party train yeah you know and that's why that's why Wilford didn't care about like saving bringing the scientists on board and. You know, trying trying to get everything. Yeah. You know, recover humanity or yeah. anything like well, that. Yeah, I definitely put down Wilford. It's very clear Wilford's goal was never about saving anybody. Um, no, he was like su- a super dick this whole episode. Oh yeah, like all, all of his scenes. Um, so 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 you know, okay, go ahead. So so okay, so last grievance with him not being on the train. Several times in this episode, he's like, "This train bends to my will." Mm-hmm. Why could anybody start that train without him? Yeah. He should have a special key or code or something that even Melanie doesn't know. Mm-hmm. That's like, you can't go without me. I have to but, be. Uh, the well, one I who think does it's this. one of those things that is because that's what you think. If Wilford was, Wilford is a very smart man. I mean, he also, he's an engineer himself, but he's very, mm-hmm. a very smart man. But he's also very arrogant. I think the whole reason why is a very smart, just a solely smart man who was in the exact same position would have that key. But the fact yep. that he's so arrogant says Wilford says I have so much power over these people yeah. they wouldn't dare leave without me. Yeah. And honestly, for the most part, he's right. It's just that Ben and Mel- convinced Millie like we got to do it. But I think other than that, the conversation like he's pretty much right. These people, he has almost all the staff on that train, yeah, one hundred percent in his pocket. Where it's like, no, nah, they're not doing anything without him and stuff. And like I said it's just it is a fluke that Ben and Melody at that one moment was like maybe we should not let this man be the last salvation for humanity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's where I think it is. It's like he has his arrogance stopped him from thinking, I don't need these safety measures because I'm Wilfred. Yeah. So they're not doing anything without me. Um, but yeah, jumping back. So see, one is I put uh, her priorities are all wrong. 
when it comes to like she gets to the she gets to the base, she plugs her suit into the battery, she puts up a tent that doesn't look that she says it's 140 degrees below. She doesn't say Fahrenheit or Celsius, yeah. but that's cold either way. Yeah. She puts up a then tent, gets inside, and pulls out what looks like your standard yeah. campfire yeah. grill. And that's war- like I don't know what that tent is made out of. But that is some future. That's like some amazing future tech right there. That that little stove grill could heat up the whole thing. Um, yeah, you're but, gonna have a lot of heat loss yeah, through that thing. But then her her plan is, I'm gonna get this place up and running, and then I'll go get my supplies. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 you go get your, your supplies. Yeah. Like, not that you can know that there's gonna be avalanche, but my thing is like, what's the point of getting this place up and running? As we already saw, if you don't have any food, where if you get your, if you go and get your food first, and then you find out. Oh, I can't get this place up and running. Well, at least you know I got a supply of food. Yeah. We're not going to get our 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 weather charge, but I, I got my food and stuff. I'll just sit here for a month, and then a month from now we will go and get back on Snowpiercer. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my thing. It's like, what, why would you leave your food out there? Like that should be your number one priority. That's more important than the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so she loses all her food, and I find it very very weird when you think about like because I you think you hear about you know when you go in through starvation and that sort of stuff that you do start he lose you can start hallucinating especially if there's sleep deprivation involved but see it, the the moment like she hasn't been here that long the moment she starts or she runs out of, realizes she doesn't have enough food that's when she starts hallucinating Wilfred I'm just like what the hell like yeah. you're already you haven't even been hungry yeah. that long it hasn't even been a week yeah I'm like it hasn't even been like a full two days I'm like I've gone a week without eating any food yeah didn't hallucinate a damn thing yeah. so for me i'm like what is going on in melody's life where it's like literally two seconds like i don't have enough food she's like Wolford, like ah you don't have enough food like what what <laughs> what <laughs> i mean i like that i like that they they brought in other characters oh, yeah. by by having her you know having discussions with- it's also interesting all the discussions she has especially the one with alex because he's having all these discussions with alex which i mean things do seem better between her and alex you know even yeah. though she left but still the discussions she's having with alex are all like alex accepting her choices and her yeah and i'm just like but these aren't real this yeah. is what you want yeah. her to say to you um in this flashback with the night car while i don't agree with not having the scientists i actually do agree with wilford even if he was trying to save the world you can't box a whole bunch of people on a train yeah without some yeah. sort of release like exactly. it's a powder cake so it's like the night car was definitely 100 necessary i mean wilford wanted it for other reasons <laughs> um but still it's like if Melody had her way, and it's like, no, nah, we just need everybody focused on saving the world, like, oh, that's that's powder keg waiting to explode. Yeah. If they don't have some sort of release. Um, Except that's what that wasn't his point. I, that's what I'm saying is, I it's not. If that Wilford's was his point, point, then that makes sense. Yeah. But it, it wasn't necessarily his point. Yeah. And she had to know that this was the guy that she was she was working with, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he, it's not like he just became an asshole all of a sudden. <laughs> right. He was probably like this the whole time. Oh man, we we covered a lot of the stuff I had in here. This is just a small thing, but why was uh why was Wilford wearing that aviator coat in that last flashback? <laughs> I was like, you flying a plane, buddy, or what? I just thought he looked because so it's cold weird. outside. It's cold I outside. No, it's cold, but there's lots of different coats you can wear for it's cold. But he, I mean, I felt like at any moment he's gonna pull out a pair of aviator shades and he was gonna say some line from Top Gun and go hop in a jet or something. I was like. I feel the need, the need for speed. I'm surprised he doesn't have like his own personal plane on the train. <laughs> <somewhere. It's> like, <laughs> we we got a we got the return of the foam gun. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. This time not. Being I know. I saw that. I was like, who's gonna die from that thing? She's gonna kill somebody with it. <laughs> you know what I thought? I thought for the longest time during this episode, I thought the the little girl was alive from the family. Oh, really? And that was what was making all the noises or mm. something. Like I didn't notice her her dead body at first. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, like, and I mean, they did explain it enough, but yeah, even the rat being alive at first, I was like, bullshit. Because yeah. I was just like, seven years, no one alive. But then they find it. He finds this little, uh, what is it? Fissure. Thermal vent. Thermal vent. And there is way some, up on the top of a mountain. There is some greenery growing there. So I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but those rats are dead now. She has, she has. I mean, we only saw her eat like four or five. Yeah. Rats, okay. Look, rats procreate like crazy. Yeah, man. but there's a genetic thing there, right? What do you mean? Like you have to have like 24 or something of a of a genetically different species of. Yeah. I mean, like, the I'm rats saying, may not be wrong. the rats may not be dead. There's a lot of inbreeding. Sure, <laughs> I get, I get you there. Like, yeah, yeah but eventually not... they they just stop working. Yeah, like it's, they're, they're, the the existence of rats is dead. There was never enough rats there to begin with, and now she has eaten any diversity that they had. <laughs> like, was she making Melody, sure to Melody just exterminate the rat race? For all we know, she ate all the female or all the male rats, and yeah, she, she just, wasn't checking. She just caused the extinction of the last <laughs> of the rats. In this, I thought she was going to eat the moss or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, little garnish on the side with your rat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I was at first. Uh, the only thing I was thinking about is see, see, like she catches one rat, and then they're like, yeah, or the, the hallucination of uh, Layton is like, yeah, let, let's eat it. And she's like, I got a better idea. And she like somehow makes up some ink. Yeah. And she dips the rat and says so he can follow it. And all of them was like, what what if I was like, what if this rat like run into like a rock crevice that you can't get through and you just literally lost your only or chance? Or a snake to... or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what if it's just, it's just like you just watch it right off and then you're like, Well, that was dumb. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> luckily, no. No, I... when she was tearing through the wall of the shed, I'm like, this seems like a risky yeah. idea. It's a negative forty outside. If yeah. this if it just happened to be completely sealed, which I mean I guess that's why the rats can live. But I'm like, if if there's like one crack, you are literally destroying yep. the wall that is yep. keeping out yep. the most severe cold weather the world has ever seen. <laughs> I, I was not I'm not a fan of her aversion to eating the dead people. What do you mean? Like this is the end of the world. Yeah. I think it's more important that she eat the I think or I think it's morally more just for her to eat the dead people than the rats because she is put making the rats extinct. I mean when it I mean they're dead. I mean I just said like I don't the only rats left on the world. Well we don't know that. We don't know that. But as far as she knows, those are the only rats left in the world. (laughs) These people are dead. It's not like she killed them so she could eat them. And I yeah I just don't. I mean, how long do you think it would take to thaw out a body part? Though I mean, it's been negative forty. You get that in there, you're thawing. I mean, thawing that for a long time. You're throwing on the grill or something. You know, (laughs) I mean, like (laughs) if it's. I mean, Robert. I I mean, me, me and you both cook. You know, if you take a piece of meat right out of the freezer and you throw on the grill, you stand a chance of burning the outside long before the inside. Hey, look, this is just straight calories we care about here. We're not making some (laughs) extravagant five star (laughs) restaurant stew here. Like we're just. (laughs) We just need the calories. If you're gonna cook. She gotta, needs the protein. You gotta do it right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one thing that I had, it that I'm just wondering because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Is from the last episode and this episode is we have on the last episode they get the eleventh balloon up. Mm-hmm. There's no connection. Yeah. And then one of the things that Ben says is, well, hopefully ten is enough to get the map. So it made it sound like them on the train. We're getting the map because if Melody's dead, it doesn't matter how many balloons are up if the map yeah. was with her. But then in this episode, we see that she's the one building the map, and she does get back connected. Which I'm guessing we're going to see in the next episode that they do realize that she's alive again. Yeah, uh, because she does get back connected, and she, she completes the map, and then so then she's running to the train. Which by the way, I also put down 
because she's it, she's in the in the in the research facility. Yep. And she's giving up hope, but then she hears and feels the vibration of the train. And I'm like, if that train is close enough where you can feel its vibration, yeah. Then it's also close enough where there's no way you, a person pulling a sled through thick snow, can get from that research facility to that train. Because if it took a if it took a jet ski to get that far, remember yeah. she jumped off the train at night. And when we come to her, she's still on the jet ski, and she's about, I don't know, yeah. a good a distance away from Major Silly when it gets stuck in the snow. And it's also, the sun is up and in the sky. So I'm like, it took you all night on a jet ski to get to where you had to leave your jet ski, and then you had yeah. to walk the rest. I'm like, there's no way you could get that same distance. Like, if the train is close enough for you to fill, that means it's within proximity, where it's like, that train should have been long gone. Yeah. But anyways, one thing she says is, see, I have the, I have the map. Oh, that's a long train. It's 10 miles it is long. A, it <laughs> is. It is. I guess I might. But she says, it's, uh, she has a uh, climate map. And so I'm just trying to figure out, like, what was the train's plan? Because they said, we need to keep everybody on board, you know, with mm-hmm. so we'll lie to them about her. her. But I'm like, it's going to become obvious that she's dead. And if you don't have the weather map, which at first I thought they could have the weather map, but it sounds like Melody made the weather map. So I just was like, what was their, I guess I was like, what was their goal in keeping yeah. the, because I was like, it was all going to fall apart, you know, 15 days later when I guess maybe you just bought 15 days to think of what your plan is, I guess. Well, uh, okay. So, so, so there's a lot of problems with this whole plan, this whole situation, mm-hmm. right? So they are launching these balloons, yep. but you can't get the data from the balloons unless you're on this mountaintop mm-hmm. station. Yep. Which the train effectively goes right by. Yeah. So up the mountain. Why don't you just have an antenna mm-hmm. and and a science lab on the train that can read the balloons that you send from the train? Because you I just mean, say, that's, okay, the train's got to go up the mountain the to bizarre, get the signal. I'm say, the reason why I say why you don't is because, like I said, Wilford never intended to save the world. Like that wasn't a thing, so he wouldn't yeah. have the science lab. But then but it she also, would have. but then it just, re- but also that also circles back to. Then why were the balloons yeah, on the exactly, train? Like, exactly. if you have the balloons, why don't you have the equipment to read the balloons? Yeah. Like, what are the balloons yeah. there for? Yeah, it, there, there's, there is some weird. It's a little far fetched. Yeah, um, but and then another thing I put in there. I mean, I, I don't know all the logistics of building a climate map, but I mean, we know that Javi, uh, Ben, and uh, Melody are all engineers, and they're yep. all been running this train for seven years together. And I just feel like, from what I saw at least, I was like. They made it very obvious, like, no, it has to be Melody. I was like, I don't think it had to be Melody. I think any of the engineers, yeah. I think Javi probably would have been in the worst because he's just, he just doesn't seem rugged enough to survive. But I think I think Ben very easily could have been the one to go and build the climate map and get it all done. And so I was like, the fact that it has to be Melody, I was like, I don't think it has to be Melody. <laughs> I was like, I didn't see her do anything. Yeah. I didn't think this is a Melody only task here. Yeah, um, I'm, I, you know, so here's, I'm going to throw this out there, but it's, it's, I, there's no way it's true. All right. What if that was a dream? The whole thing? Uh, no, well, not the whole thing, but, oh. but her, her hearing, feeling the train, and, and then going down there, and then seeing her daughter trapped on the train. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she they could fake us out like that. Yeah, she was. Because my tripping. whole thought is, I was like, I mean, she found them rats, but like we said, we don't know how many rats are left. And then also, I'm just like, what, like, like another month? Is like, because I'm just like, like whatever's going on on the train, like they pass her. So my thing, I'm actually wondering is like, is and I feel like it, no, because they're going to make it. If, see, if Melody does die throughout the course of this series at any point, it's going to be a much bigger plot point. They're not just going to be like, and she yeah. died in the snow. But it also just seems like it almost seems impossible for her to survive. I mean, I know they're going to make some way for her because it's like the train just drove by. Yeah. It's got to get like whatever's going on on the train obviously means, I mean, Wilford probably enacted his plan finally. 
or whatever. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with uh with that with Icy Bob? But anyways, um, I know I really want to I really want to see what they do with Icy Bob. Like, is mm-hmm. he gonna go on top of the train while it's moving and try and yeah? Man, that wind chill. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I mean, hopefully this sci- these scientists and their skills is going to pay off. Because, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like hell. I mean, I guess you could technically still put Icy Bob in a suit. And then he's just extra durable. Yeah. He's in suit, plus he's in the all Icy Bobbed. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, all, all, overall, I mean, really good episode. I liked, it was a good episode. A lot of stuff uh, answered. More questions, though, because of some of that stuff. Yeah. And then, once again, just like the There's last. There's a suspension of disbelief you have to have yeah. with this whole thing. But the last the last three episodes now have all ended where it's like, and you want to see what happened to that character, don't you? Well, too bad. We're yeah. going over here. Because, yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, you know we're not going to get... We're, and I mean, rightfully so. I want to be back on the train because I want to know what's going on. But they're also still a part of me is like, are we not going to see Melody for another episode? Another two I don't episodes? think we are. It's frustrating. I think the I think the next episode is going to be all <laughs> what, what led up to her daughter being trapped at the back of the train yep. and not stopping and... And whatnot. Um, Which, and I know we only got to see through the window a little bit, but I was like, it didn't look like Wilford was there with her. No. And the one thing I was thinking is like, the back of the train is also where the the um, Big Alice is controlled from. Yeah. And that's where they can apply that like it game ending break that just will stop both trains yep. no matter yep. what. So I'm like, can I see if she wanted out too? Or just run real quick and like hit that break <laughs> and stop yep. the train. She yep. sees her mom. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, altogether good episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're rightly so going to do two episodes yep, this week yep, because yep. we're already at uh, 45 minutes and don't want to have you guys out here uh, forever. So if you did stick with us through this episode, make sure to jump to the next episode for WandaVision. Um, like I said, these will be releasing at the same time, so we're not doing anything like that. And if, um, and if you watched WandaVision first and came back to us now, then thanks for yeah, joining thanks us. Thanks for joining us. Episode. And uh, for everybody who just skipped this completely and went to WandaVision and isn't hearing this, you guys can go suck it. No, <laughs> I, I, no Pierce is the superior show. I say it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, as always, you can uh, email us at watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at watchingitpodcast. Don't know where else can they find us. Um, and on uh, Twitter at uh, watchingitpod. We're doing weekly tweets. Weekly tweets. Uh, for uh, the episodes um, so you can check that out there plus if we have any special episodes or uh, like we've done some shorts and stuff uh, we'll post up there about those um, and as always give us uh, that uh, five star review on uh, Apple or Spotify uh, just saw today actually that our main platform is actually Stitcher now Interesting. Um, which I don't know if you guys can give us ratings of that, but if you can, do that too, since that's where apparently most people are listening. By, by I think it's 1%, but still, that's where most people are listening to us. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. And yeah, I guess catch you in the next one, which is happening next. <laughs> Bye.